0: All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Amina's House Podcast, episode 168. I Amina, mean say what? Arne Briscoe.
1: Dex Stucky.
0: Hello, guys. I couldn't going? wait to talk to y'all today. It's been a week.
2: It's been a week, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the amount of things that have happened this week, incredible, incredible. Um, Let's hop right into it because there's a lot to talk about. We also have a guest joining us today, Christian Crosby. He is the Sixers in arena host, but he's also an artist now. He literally is getting back from hosting the all-star game. So um, he, if you're in the Philly area, you know, well, even if you're not in the Philly area, you know that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons actually did not get to play in the all-star game because they came in contact with someone that was COVID positive, a barber. And because of contact tracing, They had to sit out the game just to be sure, because, you know, there's the incubation period that they have for the virus. You know, you might not immediately pop up positive even after coming in contact with it. So uh, they had to sit out the game. We'll talk to Christian about that and his music shortly. So let's get right into what's in our feed. Michael Rainey is making headlines, AKA Tariq St. Patrick. (laughs) He had some things to say. He's calling out Swiss Beats and Timbo after they announced that they have sold Versus to the Thriller Network. They're now shareholders of the network. And also they're giving equity stake to the 43 performers who actually touched the Versus stage Prior to them um, coming up with this deal. So prior to that, you know, they were just kind of doing it on Apple and they were doing on Instagram Live. Uh, Michael Rainey, a.k.a. Tariq St. Patrick said, you know, um, this is what he said. We can't ever just have something on our own. It's always about money. Cool move. But these dudes are sellouts. Are they sellouts? They created their own platform and they sold it to a bigger platform. Is that considered being a sellout?
1: Yes, it is. (laughs) Because that's the point, right? I mean, at the end of the day, they built this company from absolutely nothing. You got to remember this is during the pandemic. It was free to pull your phone out and, you know, go live basically. Um, And I think, you know, that that's a lot of responsibility for only two people. And I think when you're going into it, they didn't really know or, or have a vision, but it did turn into something. And when you are building a business and you do need help, um, I think that, uh, you know, selling it is a pretty good thing, especially when you still own, <laughs> excuse me, especially when you still own, you know, uh, the, the, the portion that you're selling to the other company, uh, which is Triller. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good deal for them. They also got all of the performers some uh, stock inside of the company as well. So it's not like, you know, everybody was doing it for free where, you know, they they really put together a strong business move. So, you know, for Tariq, my boy, Reek, to jump out the window. uh, Yeah, maybe maybe he should have looked at it from. Uh, a different standpoint i do kind of understand what he's saying he wants it to be uh you know black owned and just but that's a lot of hard work for something that's so big every week or every month and every time that they do it so i, I thought it was a pretty good business still
2: um by definition they sold out uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: they sold like out. You,
2: the, the definition of selling out is literally to sell something that you've created and the reason that i'm 100 percent team tarik on this or team Tariq or Team Michael on this. <laughs> the reason I agree with him is because, and I wouldn't not normally do this, I would be 100% with where Garnett is. Like, this is a big undertaking, and I do think it's okay to build something, give it to somebody else, and create something else. Like, that's fine with me. But the reason that I 100% agree with Michael on this is because in May when other companies were trying to buy versus Timberland and Swiss Beats were jumping out making these public statements like we're not selling out they literally use the word sellout we're not selling out to nobody this is for the culture this is ours we're not letting nobody put their name next to our name so forth and so on then you did it so like you sold out like and I get it you did something you helped the artists out you did something you helped yourself out like I get it you have stake in the company and all that stuff like that but at the end of the day you said that you would not do this and you did it
0: so swiss had an actual response to this on social media he said but we own thriller or triller or whatever um and he said that sibling came in and said we own everything tell who done that my thing with this is we have all these people talking about you know, minority ownership and black ownership and they're preaching these things, right? But then they'll create something and then sell it to a company that's run by white people. So it's like, are you, like, I don't understand sometimes about the preaching of the ownership. You don't own it when you sell it, even if you have stake in it, you know? And and Jay-Z does this all the time, you know? I mean, he just did it with title. But I think it's asinine to come
2: out and say, but we own Thriller or we own, and we own everything. Like, I think that's crazy to say that when you don't, because if you did, then then your platform and like initially would have been on Thriller. Like, why would that doesn't make any sense? Like, you can't sell something and then own the thing that you sold it to. Like, you can't do both things. Well, so you don't own Thriller, you got your 50 percent stake in the right. you Don't own it. So like that's misleading for him to even come out and say that. And if that was the case, then you wouldn't have had to sell it in the first place. But you did.
0: My whole thing is, it's okay to do that. That's a smart business move. I'm, I'm, My opinion on this is in no way am I saying, you know what I'm like, this is a bad thing. This is literally what people do all day. They create brands and they sell it. But my thing is, you, you. there has to be a balance. You can't preach ownership, you know, and let's own our own things and own our own services and, you know, this, this, and this, and then sell it to a company that's run, by people that don't look like you, you know? Like that's my whole thing, you know? And if you want to do it for money, that's fine, but where are the opportunities for the people of color to work for businesses that are run by people that look like them? If you're gonna sell off everything that becomes profitable and everything that becomes successful.
1: Yeah, so that's what I wanted to uh, tap into a little bit, just as far as, um, we really don't know what everything means though. Just as far as like who who really is, you know, pressing buttons over at Triller. Maybe they are people that look like us or, you know, are people that are, you know, into our culture. They're doing pretty good things right now, just as far as, you know, with the boxing events and stuff like that. So I think, you know, for them to even choose a platform like that is pretty innovative. You know, that's the find platform. Out. What is that? Find out. Find out. Find out who owns Triller. Well, not, not, I, I'm not saying own. I'm saying the people that are
0: in the boardrooms, so to speak. No, I get that. But, you know, we're talking about ownership here. Like, who, yeah. own, you know, do you really own it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, technically, they,
1: if, if, if they have, you know, shares in that, if they do hold stock, they are owners. Are, are they the, you know, majority owner? Who knows? Probably not. But you do build to sell at a certain point. And who's to say that? They didn't, you know, uh, own everything on the back end as well. So, you know, maybe they are, you know, they 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 sold versus. But if they own a license into what actually makes versus versus, then they can take that anywhere else.
0: Right. Our guest is joining us. um, So I'm going to admit him in. And uh, you were going to say something, Dexter?
1: No, no, no,
2: I was just I was going to say who owns it, but we're good. We don't have to. Uh, I get what he was com- where he's coming
0: from. Yeah, so joining the podcast right now is Christian Crosby. Hey. yo, what up, y'all? How's it
3: going, coming, man? How you doing?
0: Hey, good, Christian. Doing
3: good. What's up, y'all? Thank
0: Look you at you all minutes. early. We like it.
3: Oh, I'm a professional, baby. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> been here five minutes early. Come on.
0: Yo, so me and Christian go back a long time, yo. We've climbed fences together. <laughs> yo, hey, yo.
3: <laughs> yo, can we tell them real quick how we snuck in the Lincoln financial field? Like yeah. going one, you know the, the Kevin Hart show where he made history because he packed mm-hmm. out a football stadium? Yeah, that show. We <laughs> snuck in that show by climbing the gate of the Lincoln financial field. Jumped over the, the that tall fence, then climbed on the side of the concrete. We probably got hurt. It we could have died. There was a guard right there, <laughs> and the guard was like, "Yo, what's going on?" And we were like, "We're like, yeah, we had to get something from the car, like." And for some reason, that was sufficient enough. He was like, "Oh, all right, all right, y'all good." Then we
2: proceeded. <laughs> who's the deal
3: with this?
0: Wait, what? It was your idea, Mina. Right? Um. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not putting no onus on that. That was her idea. It was your idea.
3: (laughs) Finish the story though.
2: Finish the story, Mina.
0: No, go, you go, you tell
3: Uh, it good. Yo, so we get in, like somehow it just was perfect. Like the show hadn't even started yet. So we start walking down. I think Mina knew one of the guards. So he was like, yo, what's up? She's like, yo, he's like, what are you saying? She's like, we're all the way down the front. He's like, oh, okay, go ahead. So we, I'm like-
0: We were you know, all the way down in the front, mind you. I just said that.
3: Well, I'm sure. <laughs> all the way, wait, no, but this is the most reckless part about this whole scheme. <laughs> we're, we already made it to the front. So at this point we could have sat down front row. Mina's like, now nah, I want to go on that side. So <laughs> and I walk across in front of the entire audience in the front with no credentials, no tickets, across everyone and sit on the opposite side in the front cuz she wasn't satisfied with this side on the front she wanted to be on this side of the front and we enjoyed the show it was a great show <laughs> <laughs> like, oh it out, no one questioned us we made it on the dvd if you look up the dvd like if you look up the show, you'll see us in the front row like <laughs> like laughing at the show like we're in there like we were right there
2: that is a tip, though, that people who are listening should know. If you're able to get down to the front row in any concert or whatever, you can sit there and nobody's going to bother you. Because people normally like stand up, nobody's sitting there assigned seats, but you just got to get down there.
3: <laughs> yeah we finessed that was one of our greatest that was I don't know what else you finessed Nina, but that was definitely one of my greatest finesses before.
0: I'm sure I finessed a lot but I forget I forgot that I didn't like sitting on the other side like we were so we had sat off to the side and I'm like I can't see over here I mean, we were in the front row but we were on the side I was like I can't even see him he's small I need to get closer <laughs> so we went all the way to the other side I forgot about that we did
3: I actually forgot, I literally forgot that even happened, but as soon as you said that, it triggered the memory, and that, that is a funny memory. Yeah. So
0: yeah. I would have never been able to climb the fence had it not been for Christian, because Christian's a lot taller than me. So he was, like, able to, like, get up, and then he pulled me up, yeah, but... he
3: climbed up the stadium. The- like, <laughs> wait, I don't think y'all understand, like, this isn't one of these things where it was, like, it was easy to navigate. No. Climb climbed a big gate. Like honestly, I don't even know if we should, if you should put this out. <laughs> I might actually get in trouble.
0: No. We were criminals. I know
3: everyone that works there. That works there. <laughs> They're be like, really Christian.
0: <laughs> well, no, we we were supposed to be there. Like we got inv- I got invited to the show. We got invited to the show. It's just they had had a cutoff because they were filming it, obviously. So um, you had to be in the stadium by a certain time. So they cut oh, off yeah, oh, when they cool. when they shut the door. So um we were supposed to be there, but they we missed the cutoff because we were working. Remember, we were hosting an event. Him and I were hosting an event oh, together. I don't.
3: I don't remember all that. Yeah, we you were. Ho- I don't remember
0: that. <laughs> so I- we went, and and then that's that's why we climbed it because we're like, well, we had we're supposed to be in there. Like, we just missed the cutoff. They closed the door on us.
2: I love that you try to justify this. Like, I love it. It really it mean, it means a lot to me that you try to just you guys owe Kevin Hart some money.
3: That's what, that. yeah. All listen, all Mina's doing is exposing the fact that it was her idea. So. <laughs> I Kevin
1: don't Hart, remember don't whose idea me, it was.
3: Brain, don't come at me, Spank. Don't come for me. Come for Mina. Not me.
0: I don't remember whose idea it was. I just remember that you were so good at climbing. And I'm I can climb too. I've climbed a couple fences, but I'm not as tall as you. So I was like, Christian, I remember you pulled me up, and I was like, Ooh, Christian yeah, just going, pulled yeah, me I, up over the fence.
3: That's right. I'm on that. <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up watching my Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> I know I, when I'm in a room, I'm looking at the bars and how I could get here and there in case I need to get out of there. I'm all about that type of stuff.
0: So I was ready for <laughs> the challenge.
3: She was like, we sneaking in. And I said, let's go. We got <laughs> we're gonna hit That gate, that bar, and we're going to get up there. You know it. what?
0: I think it was a joke at first. And you were like, oh, no, we, you, you want to oh, try? Yeah, I yeah, think, I, I, think I was like joking. And then it became real.
3: No, see, you almost got me. <laughs> You're not going to put this on me. <laughs> I almost started going with you now, but I'm not going with it. You
0: know
3: this is you're not getting me on. on Nope, that's all you <laughs> mean, and don't
0: do that. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take the heat. It's all right. <laughs> so Christian is a man of many talents. He literally is the Sixers in arena host. And if you go to a Sixers game, you see Christian everywhere. He's also an artist. He's a master creator. I saw he does voiceovers now. Like, Christian, what don't you do? Like, you do everything.
3: Yo, I, I definitely don't have rhythm anymore. I've, I like, I used to be able to dance and I was trying to dance the other day and I was like, yo, I can't dance anymore.
2: <laughs> quarantine because of the quarantine? Like, you haven't danced because of the quarantine, you lost it or quarantine, just- Quarantine,
3: bro, I lost my rhythm like four years ago, bro. I don't
2: know what happened. Like,
1: I
3: don't know, I just started, get, I was in my bag on other stuff and I, I guess like, God was like, all right, you got too many things going on. I gotta do this <laughs> He took my yeah. rhythm away yo I lost my rhythm but other than that yo, honestly that introduction made me sound way cooler than I am I appreciate <laughs> that but I'm just trying to do my thing like y'all man like I'm enjoying life and just embracing who I am and, and trying to create and enjoying it like people are receiving it well so like I'm uh, I'm really enjoying a ride right now but don't ask me to dance because you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed.
0: So, Christian, I want to yeah. talk about you hosting the All-Star Game because I was really proud of you. I was watching Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, and then I was flipping over. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, they said the ratings were, like, similar, right?
0: With the Oprah <laughs> and the NBA. Uh, so, um, I think Oprah won. <laughs> I think Oprah won on that one.
3: Oh, for real? Yeah, I don't know. I don't but, know.
0: Christian, you were hosting the Dunk Contest. Um, I was so proud of me, I'm, of you. I mean, you've done it before, but it was a little different this year. Can you talk about that? Yo,
3: it was so different. Um, But I got to give the NBA their credit for pulling it. I don't know how they pulled it off. Um, you know, usually there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of staff members, uh, a whole lot of production, two different locations, three days, and like a whole lot of prep. They had like half the time to to even produce the whole show. Half the people were allowed to be there because of COVID. Um, a lot of restrictions, everything crammed into one day. Crazy! It's just craziness. So the show, I, I was actually, usually I'm on a court. I wasn't on a court. I was actually on a stage,
0: mm. but the way
3: they had a set up was pretty dope. But it was just like, everything leading up to it was just like different. Like, I'm, you know, like think of NBA, when you think of NBA All-Star Weekend, you think like all oh, the celebrities are in town, everybody's in town, there's events, there's, there's so much to do. You don't even need to go to the game and you're good. Like this was a, a, just a whole lot different. Like the NBA didn't do any events leading up to it. We obviously were trying to be respectful of COVID in this pandemic. So it was all put in one day. So our rehearsals were very strict. We had to stay in our room, very similar to the bubble. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we had to stay in our rooms. We needed. We had to get tested every single day. We had to wait for our results before we could go to the stadium. Like, um, all the transportation was coordinated. The food was specific. You couldn't just wander off. You couldn't do anything like that. Super strict. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, the actual event. I mean, if y'all saw it, it it was definitely different. Everything was different. Just the the vibe. There was only 3,000 people in the building.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
3: The energy was a little different. It was just different. Mm
1: -hmm. What I do like,
3: though... The charity aspect that they've added super dope super dope and the love they gave to hbcus My favorite part. and black students
1: yeah.
3: um, they didn't have to do that they did it and they did it right they put real money towards it um gave them a lot of love and a lot of shine i love to see you know i love to see that so that was super dope to be a part of that um and then they got all the sponsors to get involved too we actually gave fifty thousand dollars to two kids um, like in front of everyone, and we also blessed a, a healthcare worker with a car, so that was good. It was good. They did they they did the right thing. They focused on the right things. I wish that you know, obviously things were normal and the vibes were what they usually are. But you gotta you gotta take the wins during mm-hmm. this time. We're gonna take the wins that we get, and and all, all the other stuff
1: is like, what do you want me to say? Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? <laughs> you gotta break down to me, I guess, like a regular All Star weekend, right? Because oh, you know, it's also. <laughs> It's a lot of celebrities, but it's a lot of women in us trying to get drafted, you know, they <laughs> all stars too. So like, was the like the crazy difference not this year, but maybe last year because you are this this wasn't your first time being an all star host, correct? Mm -mm. Um, this is my this is my fourth time being a talking to a four time all-star he's the OG man
0: (laughs) 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 four time all-star listen (laughs) y'all should only know I be having the only people I invite on the podcast is people that are like certified he's been there four times yo
3: I will say normal NBA all-star weekend man listen yo if you are not focused on your craft you are going to do something wrong. You're gonna mess up, you're gonna mess up. I'm gonna tell you that right now. If you are not dedicated to going into your hotel room at night and working on your craft or whatever you're there for, for the weekend, you are gonna mess up, you are gonna mess up. I'll never forget, I think my second, I think it was my second year. Um, I was hitting
0: you up and he ignored me. <laughs> He was
3: yo. yo, you're so corny
0: for that.
3: never happened ever, y'all. Never once. No.
0: I have hit him, but he's been like, yo, I'm busy working. So he's always working. I will vouch for that. Yo, <laughs> you really put it
2: out there like he didn't respond to you, though.
0: No, <laughs> like, no, like, I was joking. No, no, no. I he said he was working. Toronto.
3: Remember when NBA All-Star was in Toronto? I hosted in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And it was my first hit. I went out onto the court. So on your first hit, they, they give you the lower third, they put your name, they put your Instagram under your name. Bro, I go off the court, waiting for my next hit, go on Instagram. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Spill the tea, man. Look
3: <laughs> like, anything yeah. I've ever seen. It was it's ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was like, I, I got overwhelmed. I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even. Because was, this is the point that I'm trying to make. You, you, you focus. You, you will drop the ball. You will yeah. drop the ball, and I'm not a person that drops the ball. So, but in NBA All Star Weekend, the a normal NBA All Star Weekend is one of my my favorite weekends. You, everyone is in the same place at the same time. That's mm-hmm. in that industry. Like imagine everyone in radio everyone in in the podcast world, all in the same place at the same time.
0: It's called the BET Awards.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, you're not wrong. (laughs) It's just so crazy. Like and then, like you said, it's like a draft. And there's just people trying to make a come up and people trying to meet people in business meetings. You, you, if you do it the right way, you can really, really, really come out of there successful. So, um, yeah, this was definitely different. Like, it was definitely different. But what I will say is, like, this time, if you were there, you were family. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, yeah. it felt good because it was like, we were all going through this thing together. Like, yo, how are we gonna get through this? And then we got mm-hmm. through it and it was just like, yo, like, I ain't never gonna forget this. <laughs> like, 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 it, coming out of it, it was just like, yo, like, this is something ain't no we, we know what we just went through is, can't explain it to anybody else. So mm-hmm. like, have being able to be a part of that is dope. That's, I feel good about that part of it. Like I'm like, all right, like, I feel like I'm part of the family a little bit. You know what I mean? Cause it was crazy. Yo. I'm not I'm trying not to like talk crazy, but it was crazy, you <laughs> Wow.
1: So so how does being, you know, uh being young and black, uh how does someone, you know, end up with this profession, man? You're a host of the Sixers, which is fantastic and great. Yeah. Uh like like you say, you're a full-time uh four-time All-Star. So how does, you know, somebody like you you know uh even land in a position like this
3: yeah being very curious um being accountable uh and being pleasant to be around i've made every mistake i could have possibly made i did not have a plan what i did have was when i made a mistake i owned that mistake and i never made that mistake again um and i was curious meaning i would ask questions i would inquire about things i would get understanding and knowledge. And then I would apply that to whatever the heck I was doing. Um, And so I wanted to know, I wanted to learn. And then I understood at an early age, like people just people who have control um, and people who make the decisions, like if you're hiring somebody, right, you got two people to choose from. They're both just as like qualified. But this person is just pleasant to be around. And this person is annoying to be around. You're going to hire a person that's pleasant to be around, right? So being a person that's willing to do the work and is just, like, has uh, energy to them where, like, they'll own their mistakes, they're willing to grow, that's going to get you so far in life. So I didn't know I was going to be this person that I am today. It was a snowball effect of me just being open and, like, hungry and willing to, like, admit my wrongs and just grow and learn and like people when people see you have those qualities they want to help you you get what i'm saying so like that's really what i would tell any young person is like be as curious as you possibly can like like ask questions about everything like this stool i'm sitting in like who made this stool like and what company painted it and what kind of wood is it and like let me learn everything about this stool i'm sitting in i might discover like five industries i didn't know that existed and i might learn about 20 people that i never knew existed and now i have knowledge and now maybe because i have that knowledge i might mess around and end up making money in that industry or making money some other way because i just got in in information from this so like being completely curious, I just made that up just now cause I'm sitting in a chair, but being that curious about everything will will get you a level of understanding that's gonna put you above everybody else around you. Like that's, and that's real talk, especially being black, people don't expect that from you. And you gotta use that negative, that's not good by the way, but use that to your advantage. Right. Um, because people are expecting less of you anyway. So when you're, when you're now edging them out, they're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then you're just, just killing it. Now you're exceeding expectations and like you just demand somehow and no one understands how, but like, it makes sense somehow. And I don't even know if I'm making sense. Anymore. No, you are. I feel like I am, but I could not be. I got. Sometimes yeah. I got to
0: double check <laughs> because I'm like,
3: uh, am, I, am I killing it right now or am I talking about a whole lot
0: of nothing? I don't know. <laughs> Christian, so you're actually making music now, you know, what kind of pushed you into that area Go on, pull my iTunes up, (laughs) nigga. Put my iTunes up, girl. Uh, Follow me on
3: Instagram. (laughs) Yo, listen. Yo, music is my therapy. Yeah, show them the gram. Go on and follow me, y'all. I didn't realize you had this many followers. I don't even have a lot of followers, first of all. So you're playing me right now.
0: No, you do. You have 103,000 followers. That's a lot of followers. That's 103,000 people that are interested in what you're doing.
3: I want one million
0: followers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, music. So I've, I've always done music as a kid, but it was like a passion thing. Well, actually, no, I'm lying. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a rapper. But then like, I got a little older, fell in love with other things, and it was just a passion thing. I was scared. I definitely scared, insecure, afraid what people would think about me. And then once I got successful with like other stuff that made it worse. Cause I'm like, well now like I'm kind of set in stone with this kind of stuff. People are going to think I'm crazy. Like I feel like I'm now too old to do this. Like, what if it's trash? Like I'm going to look crazy. Like (laughs) I'm good at hosting stuff. Like, so now I can't come out with something trash on the back end of that. Like, this is crazy. Like I could get judged. Like, and then like on another part of it was like, the content that I was saying in it isn't like, what's popular to say right now. So I'm like, then there's that, like, like, I don't know, like, and then the pandemic happened and I was just, it made me think more about like me and life. And, you know, I feel like everyone went through that where you're just like, what is going on? And like, what really matters right now? Cause I don't really have mm-hmm. nothing else to do. And I gotta think about me now and this is weird. And I was just like, at the end of the day, like, I really just genuinely don't want to be the guy that looks back and says, why didn't I X, XYZ? Right. I want to do everything. I'm young. I got to do it now or never. It's like, you know, it's a passion of mine that I love. I don't need to become Jay-Z. I just want to do my, whatever my version of music is and whatever wherever it lands, it lands there. And whatever happens, happens. And I move on with my life. Like, it makes me feel good. It was really... For me, making music was like my statement to myself, like I will do it, I believe in myself. I'm willing to do whatever is gonna make me feel free. And I don't care what anyone thinks or what level or status I'm on or what I'm gonna lose because of it. Like prove that to yourself. So I proved it to myself by putting out my first song. And then I got a great reaction to that. It was
0: really good. I was like, okay, Christian got bars. Hey.
3: (laughs) Yo, I felt good after the feeling I felt after putting it out is indescribable. It feels better than any money I've ever made or any job I've ever gotten. Like putting that out was like a feeling of like weight coming off of me and like clarity and just like peace. And like, even if everyone at that moment said, this is trash, I still would have been like, I did it like it doesn't matter okay it's trash whatever like I'm free
1: yeah
3: I'm trash and I'm free like (laughs) but I'm free like I'm serious I felt so good and now now I'm just doing music and I don't care I used to be a little nervous or scared when people were like oh you're a rapper now I'd be like no I'm not a rapper I'm just making music now when people are like you're a rapper I'm like yeah yeah, I'm a rapper. <laughs> whatever, if you want to call me a rapper, I'm a rapper whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm a rapper, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 So, yeah, music has been fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. They played my song at NBA All-Star during the dunk contest, too. Oh, congrats. Very nice. It. They played, it and I was like, Yo, what was I wanted name? to say on the mic, like, that's my song, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I had to act like I didn't know it was my song. Like, I had to be like,
0: oh, OK, going <laughs> for the next dunk. <laughs> <So, laughs> so do you when that happens do you see like something happen on the back end do you see more people streaming it or is it just like a cool look
3: so the song they play isn't out so i kind of like
0: yeah
3: i mean what well, you want me to do but um <laughs> no when matisse put my uh song in his in his vlog when, remember when his vlogs went viral but the six the matisse from the sixers yeah <laughs> youtube series yo the streams went crazy like he definitely gave me a good look with that um and a couple of the guys have reposted it too so i always see a spike and stuff um and also really what's weird is if i put it in my videos like on my instagram consistently like that helps too but i mean Mm. that's that's just
2: because you have so many followers that's why
0: yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: 103,000 followers. That's, no. not, that's not adding everything else. 1 you know? million followers. Yeah, I was
2: going to ask, as far as the pandemic, because you spoke about that and like what you went through during the pandemic. Outside of being confident enough to put your music out, what's something that happened or changed in your life during the pandemic that you want to keep going?
3: Oh, okay. So it's actually the opposite. I got very overweight during the pandemic. I know the feeling. But wait, but here's the thing. So I was not that really, I, w- I was like normal, right? Let's just, let's call it normal, right? Mm-hmm. A normal weight that I've been my whole life. Before the pandemic, but I wasn't in shape anymore. I used to be an athlete, but then I lost that. Weak, butt, just trash, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and The pandemic happened. It pushed me over the edge of like, out of shape, shape which forced me to make a decision. Am I gonna be that out of shape guy or am I gonna make a change? What happened was I decided to make a change towards end of pandemic. Now I'm eating healthier and working out. And now it's a part of my life, which would have never happened otherwise. I would have just maintained like normal, out of shape guy, like qualities. But because I went the other way, now, Now I'm the other way, cause I was like, I had to make My back was against the wall. I was like, ah, who am I going to be? Am I going to be that guy or this guy? So I was like, well, I gotta be this guy. Like I can't literally like choose this. Like I can't, I can't do it. So that's something, um, that's a good question. Another thing I would say is I definitely started to read more during pandemic. I'm not going to cap. I definitely didn't read a lot before. Not to say I didn't read, I read, but just not as frequent as I should have. And now, because of the pandemic, I'm a frequent, like, reader. Is reader a word? I'm a yeah, reader. yeah. <laughs> You're a
0: reader. Lighter face.
3: <laughs> I'm reading a book right now. Hold on. I forget the name of it. The dude, um, Iger, the dude that was the CEO for Disney. Yeah, Robert Iger. Get this book. It's pretty good. This is my most recent book right here. Mm. The ride of a lifetime, it's called. What is it about? Um, so it's basically about the lessons that he learned um for leaders if you're trying to be a leader, but it's also applies to like you leading your life, not just like a leader as a CEO, but like mm-hmm. leading your life. The first chapter really was good for me because I don't, I don't, I need to work on giving grace, like as a leader. Like he was basically saying he had two bosses and one always wanted perfection. And like, he would put people against each other to like, try to get perfection. And it was always like, even when you did good, it was just like, okay, great. And it was next. There was never any appreciation or there was no human connection. There was, and he, did, he didn't give grace to anyone. Like it was never, he, like when someone made a mistake, it didn't matter. It was just like, you're not great, you suck. Like, And so <laughs> I kind of had that approach to a lot of stuff. And he basically was explaining like, Everybody is case by case. A good leader understands that and gives that human grace. Even though, like, you have to balance. Basically, you were saying you have to balance the like pursuit of perfection, but also like the understanding and like grace towards human flaw and error, and understand that everyone is different, and you have to grasp and t- like. That's how you are a good leader because then you can you can make everyone around you like that much better. And then he applied it to his personal life too, because I, you know, obviously like once you get close to people, you love them, like you give them a hard time when they hurt you or when, you know, whatever. So
0: that applied to me, cause
3: I, I move like a machine sometimes and I expect everyone else to do that. And that's just not practical. That's not how it works. And I'm like, but, but results. And it's like, well, no, but like life, like, but. But
0: like, like calm you know, down, right? right
3: like <laughs> like we're not machines. But yeah, it's a good book, get this book. The Ride of a Lifetime. I wouldn't even usually read a book like this, but it's good.
1: Okay. Listen, I You you got to let me know how it feel, man. I always say when I get myself some money, the first thing I'm doing, I'm going to get my teeth fixed, man. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, yes, sir. I've been following you for a minute, and I see you got your, your teeth all done. Yeah. All. I know you're getting <laughs> to the money, man. How it feel? I
3: can't believe- uh, I don't know about the getting into the money part. Let's Man. not even.
1: We I'm see not the view. That. We see oh, the view, Christian. You. Hey. You where the money resides,
3: <laughs> Christian. Dr. Kunal literally has changed my life. Dentistry. Dentistry. Wait, why can't I say dentistry? Dentistry. Why am I struggling with that? Say You're it again. Dentistry. Dentistry for life. <laughs> no, that's that's the name of Dentistry for life. I don't know why okay. I'm talking about this. It's in Center City, Philadelphia. This man wears Yeezys every day with his with his thing. Mm-hmm. Fresh cut. He changed my life. My smile is crazy now. Like it was a a long process, but smooth. Like I, I will I will tell you this. I've always been the type of guy that doesn't care about like appearance and like brands and looking flashy and looking cool. Like I never cared about that, but it kind of ended up becoming to my downfall because like my teeth for example were crooked and I didn't care like and that's like there's good in that but there's also bad it's like Mm -hmm. you should care if you can fix it if it's going to benefit your life and your health and because I was just on so far on the other side of not caring because I'm like well I don't care if they don't like me then they don't like me like Mm -hmm. so I learned from after fixing my smile was like Oh, uh, okay. Like, I do feel better. Mm-hmm. I do take better care of my teeth now. And it, it is helping me and my career. So it's like, oh, uh, this is better. Ultimately, this is better. Right. So it's like, I'm now trying to find that balance. And it's changed my mental a little bit because I neglected things. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't care about this because I'm not materialistic. Mm-hmm. But then some things are like, well, no, you actually should care a little bit more. Like, <laughs> no, if you're going to this party, you should be dressed a little nicer because you're going to be around this type of crowd and it's more appropriate and that's not wrong so like before where i'm just like i don't care it's like all right maybe i'll care a little bit but not care too much because who am i trying to impress like so if you're like here and not too much here or there that's kind of what it's taught me so getting this smile has has made me realize like i there are things i neglected that i probably shouldn't have neglected, but. It's it's definitely life changing. And I feel good.
0: What when you look at your life? What do you feel like your life needs? Because I feel like just from knowing you from all these years, you, you're such a bubbly person. You have a great spirit. Mm. You know, um, it kind of seems like whatever you want to do, you go after it and you you get it done. You know, mm. like, is there anything that you feel like your life needs right now? That
3: is it. I've never been asked that question before. I mean, a good job. I really you stumped me. I really I don't, I'm gonna try to answer this question to the best of my ability. I think I just need love and peace. Like I need more love and I need more peace. And I think that the love that I need is needs to come from me. Like, I think mm-hmm. I have the love that I need from my family. Like, and I think I need more love for myself if, this, maybe we're getting real deep right now, but (laughs) I think I need more love from me. And I think that love would bring me peace because to be completely transparent, I'm not at peace ever. I'm always thinking like, what if this is my peak? What if this is the best that I've, that I'm going to do? Like, when is this, this go down? Like, will I actually achieve what I really want? And like, even, like, with relationships, like, is is this girl the one? Am I going to commit to this girl and she's going to cheat on me eight years from now? Like, <laughs> I, I think about every bad thing that can happen all the time. I'm never at peace. Like, I'm always, like, overthinking everything. So I think I just need to, like, slow down mentally. My life needs peace and, like, love within. And I don't hate myself. I'm actually really – in love with, like falling in love with myself is a better way to say it, yeah. but I'm crazy. Like I'm definitely immensely crazy to a level where I overthink everything. And I'm, I'm like this, like <laughs> nonstop. Does that make sense? That's me keeping it a hundred percent honest with y'all. Like I yeah. have no problem keeping it a hundred. That's really what's going on up here. I'm always like this.
0: Do you smoke weed? Maybe weed will help you find the peace.
3: No, nah, I don't really smoke weed like that. Uh, <laughs> I have smoked weed before, but I'm not a weed smoker. Like I'm not really a drug guy. I haven't even really been drinking like that anymore. For real, for real.
0: Facts. Me too. This y'all, is don't, a- hey,
3: y'all
2: don't believe me. said, do you smoke <laughs>
1: weed? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
3: There you go. Staying true to his brand.
2: (laughs) This actually isn't a question. It's just a comment. Like, I I think you answered a lot of things. But when you were talking just now about the love and the peace, at first I was like, this sounds like a Drake lyric. Then I was like, (laughs) literally, it sounds like me. And I was like, when is his birthday? And your birthday is apparently a day before mine. So like, we're like, we're right here. You're
3: me. You're me and I'm you. (laughs) You're an Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. See. You understand is you understand everything I'm exactly saying. Exactly what you were coming, where you coming yeah. from. Yeah. This is this is a thing I, I you know, th- maybe this is a new community we can start together. Like <laughs> not <this is laughs>
0: a, <this is laughs> the whistling <next>
3: one, huh? Another one. What do we call this, man? Like we gotta call this something. We all gotta unite and figure out how to slow our brains down and just like shut up.
2: If the thoughts. pandemic can make it happen, then nothing's gonna make it
3: happen. It's a, it's a gift and a curse, though. It's a gift and a curse. No, sure. I don't That's
2: think.
0: Awesome. I, I don't think the pandemic slowed some people down, though. For me, like. I eliminated all the stuff that takes time, like traveling and, and you know, uh, being on a bus, going to New York or driving. Yeah. So now that I've cut that fat out, it left me so much more space to try to get stuff done. So for some people, like it didn't even really slow me down. Like it just made me feel like, oh, now I can, you know, take my cooking up a notch or, yeah. oh, now I can, you know, work on my my work room and really make it like it never stops almost.
3: Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I I feel as though if, and this doesn't apply to everyone. Some people's lives didn't change at all, but for those who had the opportunity maybe to be home a little bit more or um, to have more free time or I, I really hope. And even if it's still this way, I really hope you take advantage of it because we're never going to have this opportunity ever mm-hmm. again. Um, and it's kind of like you, almost get like this advancement on yourself that you can, like you're saying, add this thing, whether it's a side hustle or a new hobby or like just reading more to get more knowledge and understanding or like become a better chef, become a better husband, a better father. Like these are opportunities we're getting to be better people and if you're looking at it the wrong way, you're going to miss that wave. more than likely you're going to become a worse person. Cause you're either going to be more broke or more stressed or more, you know, because this is very stressful. So it's fair. But if you're not taking advantage of the situation, you're, you're going to come out a way bigger loser. Um, but I see it the other way. It's like, for me, this was an opportunity for me to just better myself. And um, I'm definitely taking full advantage of that. And it feels good. Like it, it sucks. The whole process sucks and hurts, but, like, you come out on the other side and it's all worth it. I don't know. I, I might just be rambling
1: at this point. It's okay. No, you're not. You're not. Um, I would uh, like to ask you this. Did you get mistaken for Junebug at all while you was down in Atlanta? Yeah, don't do that to me, bro. <laughs> no,
3: actually, you know what's funny, yo? I, me, me and Junebug are actually friends now on the internet, not in real life. <laughs> and he's probably going to come to a Sixers game soon. And I thought to myself a couple of times, do I look like this dude? <laughs>
1: just a little bit, just a little bit, man.
3: <laughs> and I kind of got mad. Like, I'm like, hey, <laughs> <"Dang." Like, laughs> and Jimbug, I don't think you're ugly, but it's just like, you're that look now. Like, you're famous for. Looking like that, and now I'm the guy that looks like you, so you ruined my whole life like you ruined my existence. So, Junebug, I don't think you're ugly, but you're definitely not the guy I want to look like, and I'm not happy about this. If I do look like you, I don't think I do, but if I do, this is a problem we need to fix. So, when you come to Philly, we need to to clean that up. Now, I'm getting asked in interviews. (laughs) <laughs> who I look like this is a problem y'all take this clip and y'all at Junebug on this clip because that's how I feel about it
0: Christian uh they're gonna let fans into the Wells Fargo Center for the first time in over a year y'all coming on Sunday actually they told me no nah.
1: <laughs>
0: they were like no nah, we have a cap we have a cap on the people that can come <laughs> yeah
3: only I think only 3,000
0: yeah. So, I, I mean, is there some level of anxiety there? I mean, how, how do you feel about being on the entertainment side? Bring them in, baby. <laughs> you're ready to be around people? All of them.
1: <laughs> Listen, as long as you're not climbing gates again, Nina, do not climb. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. put my name on this one. That's <laughs> that's. I work for, for the Sixers. I ain't I don't got nothing. If Nina climbs
0: in there,
1: I got nothing to do with that. You're supposed to, I,
0: out, man. You're supposed to be the plug. You're supposed I was going to gonna, s- come on. Come I was <laughs> gonna say I can't climb in there without him. He's tall. Like, I'm
3: 5'2". Nah, you was doing your thing. You was doing your little
0: ninja stuff, too. Don't I was a ninja, you said?
3: Yeah, definitely. 100%. Absolutely.
0: Well, you have anything special planned? For the game? Mm-hmm. I'm
3: going to turn up. I can't wait. It's going to feel like old. It's going to feel like it's been like a year. It may be longer. Yeah. Coming out of all-star too, I'm going to have extra energy because it's home. I I just plan on having a good time. I haven't looked at the game script yet, but I don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to be around that many people in a safe environment um, and to watch some Sixers basketball together. Like it's been a long time coming. It's going to be great. (laughs)
0: Let me ask you this. How disappointing was it when Joel and Ben couldn't play? I mean, and then how was it even hosting the game when, with Doc coaching? I mean, it must feel like family, right? Yeah, it felt
3: amazing to see Doc. First of all, Doc is a goat, though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he's getting enough credit. Um, he's definitely getting love, but he deserves a lot of credit. He's like really good. It's really good to see what he's doing. So obviously, it's good to see an All Star because I don't feel alone. I was bummed, like I couldn't believe that they couldn't show up to the game. Like, like any Sixers fan, it's just like, come, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. in the game, like why? But, um, you know, it's just it's for the safety of everybody. Like, it is what it is. Like, we just gotta. It's better. It is the, it's the the best decision to make. So it is what it is. Like, what do we? What do what am I gonna say about it? But, you know, I held it down. Doc's there. I was there. I held it down. Right. Yeah, we still had some sixes representation. Um, <laughs> they were good sports about it. Everybody
1: understands. Like, it's all good. Yeah. You spoke about uh, leadership and just about, uh, I guess, almost like knowing your personnel. And you just brought up Doc Rivers. So I wanted to see uh, if you just as a fan noticed a difference on how maybe he treats the players versus the coach that we had last year as far as Brett Brown.
3: I mean, I think both coaches um, had a completely different style of coaching. But with Doc, I think he's just got this, um, he just got this like old school, like <laughs> real confident Coach Carter type, like come on and play a game type intelligence. Like you, the, what I, I think my favorite thing about him is the way he talks to the refs. Like, he defends his players to the grave. Like, if there's a bad call, yo, you ain't going to hear (laughs) the end of it from Doc Rivers. I love watching Doc Rivers coach. He's, like, some coaches are just, like, silent or, like, they're, like, snipers. Like, they're, like, you don't know what they're thinking. Like, you don't know what they're saying. Like, they're real secretive. Then you got other guys who are, like, more animated. Like, and then you got Doc Rivers. Like, he's someone, like, you can watch him and be entertained by him. (laughs) Like, he's just fun to watch. Even when he's proud of his player and he, like, pulls his player in, he's, like, talking to him, like, now that's what I'm talking about. Like, or when he's talking to his other coaches about, like, he's just – he's very fun to watch. I'm a big fan of him, like, more now than ever. Like, I definitely slept on him before when he was with the – like, I slept on him his whole career, honestly. And now that he's here, I get to see it, and I'm like, ah – Dang, we got lucky that we're lucky to have him. He's great. yo. not for real. I'm dead serious. He's great.
0: I like how he checks people. Like, he just be like, yo. Like, I remember I was watching and I think one of the reporters was like in his in his bed. And he was like, yo, are you laying in your bed right now? <laughs> and he was like yeah <laughs> i yeah, was yeah. like on he's, national tv he checked the reporter
3: <laughs> yo he's a real one yo he's a real one he's not like he'll keep it real and he's respectful like he's he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a coach like he's a he's a coach he knows he he and he keeps it real and you respect him for that you know if he's saying something to you it's exactly what he believes and what he genuinely things mm-hmm. and like you, you you know there's no other motive behind anything he's saying or doing he's saying it genuinely because he truly believes and wants the best for you. both the player and the team and that's just how he is across the board and you see his comments about things off the court too so. yeah yeah he's a real one he's a r- real one across the board for sure
0: Christian Crosby thank you so much uh be his hundredth and third thousand follower wait and one welcoming follower. all the welcoming yeah. all
3: pms and all whistle community members <laughs> hit me up on the gram at christian crosby thank y'all for having me on here i really appreciate thank it y'all.
0: thank you way. christian
1: later y'all all
0: right christian crosby ladies and gentlemen He's a
1: Really good energy guy man high, absolutely high energy good guy yeah, this uh, is the most
2: questions girl. garnett has ever child. asked
0: child i week. was like
1: ever
2: done the show ever.
0: (laughs) I was like, he got another question?
1: (laughs) I got bad questions. I've been been up since 6 o'clock this morning. I've been fully prepared. So...
0: well, we can't talk about any of the other stuff we were gonna talk about um we just ran too late we got good energy
2: though so I, I we're, you guys will see us next week and we'll be back with more good energy and more questions
1: and stuff like
0: that. yes absolutely and uh we we can talk about everything going on with the Royals with Shayna and um yeah and then
1: Shana back
0: we just won't even address uh. The woman who got stranded in Atlanta, <laughs> she went down there with four hundred dollars, was waiting her on her unemployment check and never came through. So she got stuck <laughs> and had to start a GoFundMe
1: Listen.
0: to get to buy her 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 trip back. But what I don't understand is she put like fifteen hundred dollars. It don't take fifteen hundred dollars for you to get back to New York from Atlanta. So I think it was funded something
2: else. How much was the unemployment check gonna be? Because if that wasn't gonna be fifteen, then you didn't need fifteen, girl. What
1: I'm talking about y'all. Why are y'all still believing these people? <laughs> Stop! Like she, she, she knew what she was doing. It was. A, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of other women. You know, maybe not you and your friends, Mina. But it's some women that travel with absolutely nothing because they expect to get stuff when they get there.
0: Mm. Well, that's a talk for another show. Thank you for watching. It's the 168th episode of the Mina's House podcast. Thank you, Christian Crosby, for joining us. Amina, say what?
1: Garnet Briscoe. Dex Stucky.
0: All right. Bye, guys. Talk to you next week.